Welcome back to another episode of Being an Artist is Fucking Killing Me. I'm Corinne. I'm Rainy. Welcome back, guys. Thanks for listening. Thank you for being patient as we took a week off last week. Mm-hmm. We felt it was necessary. Totally. Didn't, we don't need to add to, like, the, for lack of a better term, white noise. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, that being said... We are planning, and we planned um, this week to do an episode speaking to and dedicated to talking about the Black Lives Matter movement. Mm -hmm. Um, Some scheduling things happened, and we have had to push that back. So we want you to know that we are not avoiding the subject, and it is still very much um, on our minds every day, every hour. Mm but that will that episode will be happening next week. Yeah. And uh, a really good point that our guest brought up was, like, it's really important to keep this conversation going past the news cycle, past the point of being tired of hearing about it, past the point of being exhausted by it. Because this shit is going to take time. If we, like, look back in history on how long it took to change, um, like, the sit-ins lasted for six months. Like, all of those things take time, and so we need to be allies, not just right now. And not just for the one week. I can already see um, news cycles yeah, and people's feeds starting to... Return back to normal. Return back to normal. And we just need to keep our foot on the gas here and keep thinking about it daily and keep educating ourselves mm-hmm. and um, reevaluating things that we have thought or said or even... Yeah, grown up. Microaggressions that you might not have known but are now reading about. Yeah. So just continuing to think about. I know that I am trying to still really consider many different things and different ways to converse and talk and still trying to educate myself properly um, throughout time Mm -hmm. to, to make me more comfortable having conversations and speaking about it. Yeah. And there's. Lots of people that have compiled lists and lists and lists of resources that you can go and find. There's tons of books you can read. There's tons of movies to watch, documentaries, um, fiction and nonfiction. And I think it's really important to just continue to educate. Yeah. Um, And to have like conversations with people that might get uncomfortable because I think that's like where real change happens, like mm-hmm. grassroots change happens, right? Mm-hmm. And there are some really wonderful um, accounts and people who has have been speaking very well about it. Um, and those accounts, such as Nicholas Rose, mm-hmm. um, Rodney DeVilleris, who we had on this past season, um, I am Limba, I am Limba, mm-hmm. Khadija Mumbao, yeah. Um, all these people have Instagram profiles who we have been sharing throughout the past couple of weeks. Um, and we'll happy to compile a list and post them for you. Yeah. And they speak very candidly straight to camera, straight to camera. And they're doing an excellent job and they, they are people that we should be listening to. Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. Mm-hmm. But we're going to talk about things that we know about. Today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So today's episode is um, dedicated to the sexual allegations yeah. within the Toronto dance community mm-hmm. that have come forward in the past week. 
Yeah. Many um, survivors have come forward um, beginning to tell stories and um, broadcast uh, situations that have happened to them in the past. Yep. And I think it's important to recognize that this is not... Not taking away from, yeah, we're not taking away from any of these people coming forward in this like movement that's happening because it's really important to give these people a voice and that they're not quote unquote crazy for Mm -hmm. feeling the way they're feeling. They're not crazy for speaking out. This is exactly what you need to do. Um, but this is not new. Like it's not news. It's not new to anybody that's been a dancer in their entire life. Mm -mm. It's your constantly put in these situations where there is a power dynamic in the room and it can easily go sideways and it fucking does all the time. Mm-hmm. And there, there's been some people talking about how we can hold people accountable and how we can make a reporting system or who do we ask to like put a system in place or who do we tell that there needs to be a system in place so that these people mm-hmm. are not working. Or yes. not in, put in yeah. positions of power. And for the, those of you that don't know, if you are a part of ACTRA right. and a situation happens, um, like a sexual misconduct situation or something that makes you uncomfortable, you ha- are able to call ACTRA, um, make a report against this person, um, and ACTRA puts it down. If you get a certain amount of reports, I think they kind of flag things. Yeah. And eventually circumstances do come to fruition and they... Yeah. The people are held responsible. I've also heard that this is also something you can do with reporting to um, Toronto Arts Council and Ontario Arts Council for companies that are getting large amounts of funding. You're mm. able to call in and make a report um, if you had a situation happen. And that's specifically important because some of the people who are doing this are getting large portions of funding yeah. from Toronto Council. Arts Council from um, Ontario Arts Council and from Canada Council. Yeah. Um, I think it's also interesting in the dance world because there's so many like little sections of dance where if you're not in that immediate circle, you will probably never know. Yeah. And this, this is kind of like what we mean, you've talked about this. Um, Some of the reports that have been happening, the name hasn't been said. Right. And that is the survivor's, if they don't, choice. That's, that's their choice. Um, yeah. If they're not comfortable saying that, they're not comfortable saying that. I I really wonder why the names weren't said. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know some of them have said that they're not pressing legal action. That's not their plan. This is strictly for information to help protect dancers mm-hmm. and so that our community knows. Um, I think that that is the intention for many of these survivors is to educate people and to protect other dancers. But we need to remember that in two years, when there is a new round of dancers, graduating new generations of dancers yeah. who aren't necessarily in the circles of these survivors, how are they going to know right. which people to stay away from and which people they need to be cautious of? Mm-hmm. And if we're not saying the name, I think that we're just creating speculation and mystery around who the people are. And that also can't be good. Yeah. And maybe they just like, don't want to make it public. Um, but like, 
in the sense of like, what if you just like went out and asked them? Yeah. You know, maybe they would share. I haven't asked anybody either. Yeah. It's awkward to ask because in in their own way, it is their own secret and it's whatever they're comfortable with. But I just think that it's really important to protect these future generations from not working with predators. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's also really hard because there's not a specific union or association for dancers. Mm -hmm. Like Cata is not that, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. So you can't just be like, call them and be like, hey, I would like to make a report about X. Yeah. So... And if, is that something we need? Yeah. Cause I don't know if like actress specifically will do that for dancers because w- the majority of us are never going to be part of ACTRA, mm-hmm. right? The majority of us are never going to be unionized. Mm-hmm. So like, how do we protect people if we don't have that system in place mm-hmm. or what do we need to do? So there is that system. Mm-hmm. I do think, I mean, I think that it is eventually Cata's responsibility to take on that role. I think if anybody should be taking on that role, it's them. The Canadian Alliance of Dance Artists? Yeah. (laughs) Um, I understand that there may not be the funding or... The resources to, like, run that. To run that program. Properly. But I think that if anybody should be doing it, it should be under them. Mm -hmm. I mean... That's really hard to say, though, because a lot of people who are working in commercial dance don't know about CATA either. So Right. Or they are part of a different union. Yeah, exactly. The Actors Union. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know who, who we say it to, but I think that this is something like that we need to be discussing and we need to be talking about and people need to be making moves on, on it. Um, I also think, like, really bravo to um, – and – I'm super proud and I think it's very brave of all of the survivors who have come forward oh, yeah. and written blog posts and shared what has happened to them. And I really tip my hats to them, my hat to them. And I hope you know that they are, I want them to know that they're not alone and that there's lots of people here who are thinking about them constantly. Yeah. And yeah. And yeah. like the work that you do to like make resources available for others and just like sit in front of a camera and tell your story doesn't go unnoticed. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Cause that's really hard. It's really hard to do. It's really hard to do that and not feel like I imagine just like the, the, the fear of putting it online and having it yeah, come back at you was I'm sure very present in those initial moments of posting those. Oh yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so forever we are supporting these, people who've come forward and we really hope that things change. Yeah. And that we find something, we find out how to do this better, how to make these kind of predators known and also making sure that it's aware that it's not just, um, female. I I think the only ones that have come forward in the past week have been female. Yeah. Um, but this is like very present, um, with male dancers as well. Mm-hmm. I think it happens to, I think it's just in this like power structure of like director or choreographer mm-hmm. and like dancers, it can get fucking weird and does. And people take advantage of people looking up to them and they take advantage of this like status that they have of like, I'm, 
I have a company and I hire people mm-hmm. and I cast people. And do you want to work in the city? I mean, also how many choreographers do we know that hook up with their dancers? Oh God. <laughs> I mean, we've all seen Mr. Gaga. <laughs> yeah. We've all seen what happens there. Yeah. I think it's just like, if we think about all, all the big companies and how many male choreographers they are mm-hmm. and how little female choreographers we are, there are. Right. I'd love to see like the percentages of, um, peace switch. Yeah. Switch and see how many like females have come forward with sexual allegations with male company yeah. directors. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, also that does like, does not represent what the majority of the dance community is. Mm-hmm. It's a fucking women based or like women driven. Mm-hmm. And like what percentage of females are in like director or above position yeah not a lot yeah yeah it's pretty bleak (laughs) it's pretty bleak yeah um i know we thought this was like important yeah it's like this call this like it's interesting this like calling out culture but not culture yeah, but is is it cancel if we're not naming anybody? You know, no, <laughs> no, exactly. Like we're like calling out and trying to hold people accountable, um, but how can we do that without an organized way of doing it? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. like what are the next steps? Mm-hmm. Yeah, how do we create something to hold people accountable? Yeah, and then how is that regulated? Like, can anybody just go and put something like if they didn't like somebody? Well, exactly. Right. If you don't have proof, you don't have video, you don't have right. Anything. If it's just somebody calling like, Hey, let's work on something. And then something bad happens. Right. Which is probably what happens a lot. Yeah. Yeah. One-on-one situations that are fucking weird late at night. Yeah. I also think I remember reading when I read the blog post, um, that Bo Lamb posted, I thought it was like, super well written and I thought it was really interesting that when she talks about it she talks about how she really thought like she broke it down from like how the spiral happened yeah like the first incident that happened that seemed like she just like played off like oh whoops whoops and then it kind of kept you know it get big gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger until something happens and how you start to question how you put yourself into that situation that situation right and the like levels of blame and shame and that you like weave for yourself that are just like so difficult to get out of yeah like how do you climb out of that and then talk about it in a way where you're still not blaming yourself right and I also think it just shows how long it takes people to come forward with stuff oh yeah like yeah, I think that it takes if I think it takes people like a lot of therapy to be honest with you to come forward with stuff and like a lot of like support. Mm-hmm. Because when it first happens, I think you spend like six months questioning if like what was your fault, at yeah. least, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this is also like it's come forward in the Toronto community in the past week, but it's happening everywhere. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think even Nicholas Rose, like <laughs> in his like amazing videos of calling out the national ballet and multiple other ballet companies all over Miami North America. Ballet, Alvin Ailey. Yeah. He fucking calls out, uh, a director for sexually assaulted camp. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
In a ballet company. Yeah. Was it Ailey? I think it was a somebody that Ailey had um, as a guest choreographer, mm. from my understanding. Yeah. I could be wrong. Uh, but yeah, he does such a good job of calling people out. Like it's, I shouldn't even say it's calling people out, but like, it's just like, he is bringing things to the surface and he's doing a really good job of being like, like he just posted something the other day being like, you know, the national ballet is now putting in the work Yeah, because of what he did. And that was like so strong and brave of him to do that. I just keep thinking about how much him coming forward with those videos, that initial video impacted and changed things for dancers, for black dancers mm-hmm. everywhere. Yeah. Especially black dancers in ballet companies. Oh, yeah. If you fucking tell me one more time that the ba- ballet is the foundation of dance, I'm going to scream. <laughs> also, like, we've known the National Ballet is racist for the past two years minimum. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I'm sure dancers that have danced in that company could tell us it's been like that way for fucking ever. They have made some extremely offside comments to people. Mm-hmm. And... I'm I'm very happy that they are now taking the time to educate themselves and be better. Get better, Karen Kane. <laughs> Get better, all of that, like the entire, yeah, I mean, the entire institution. Yeah. Also, yeah. I mean, we're kind of diverting onto new, <laughs> to uh, a different topic, but yeah, yeah. I think that it's just important to remember to like all dancers who are in university right now who are about to leave and be come, you know, professional emerging working dancers that be careful. Yeah. Be careful and remember that your colleagues have your back. Yes. Yeah. I think it's, it's in some cases, I think people have their backs. It's really easy to feel alone, especially in that age. Like I think that when you're like 23, 24, 22 out of a university program Mm -hmm. and a predominant, let's say male choreographer takes attention in you and everybody wants to work with them for you to come forward and seek support from your peers can be really challenging because sometimes your peers just still want are willing to work with that choreographer and that can be like very soul crushing yeah and i think that you need to be supporting people who are also coming forward with these or if a friend comes to you and makes a statement that something happened, you need to believe survivors and you need to believe people. Yeah. You know, sometimes it's not about how forward you get ahead in your career, but it's being there for your fellow community members. Yeah. Just the community isn't going to get better if we don't do that. It's going to keep happening. Yep. 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 Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Like so many crazy things have just like happened so suddenly that it's okay to feel heavy i think it's okay to feel sad it's okay to feel overwhelmed overwhelmed and it's okay to feel like i think it's okay for you also to take blame for your own actions Mm -hmm. you know think about rethink about how you you hold yourself and how you communicate things yeah, take this time. I mean, we have, we're in quarantine still <laughs> on this side of the country. So take this time to really just read, educate, think. Yeah. Sit with it. If it's heavy, it's it's heavy. Right. Don't go, try not to just like jump into things that make you, that distract you. Yeah. 
sit with it. And it's okay if you just don't want to do anything some days because you're sad and lethargic. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> um, that being said, we do have a guest on next week. Yes. To speak about Black Lives Matter. Yes. And the movement. And um, it, yeah. Yeah. And I think we're also just trying to figure out what is the best way yeah. to wrap season three. Because like this is usually when we take our summer. <laughs> Yeah, it's been weird. It's been fucking weird. It's been a super weird. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're also like unsure about like we're waiting currently waiting for the announcement to come from forward about if we're moving into different stages, what to be expected over the next coming weeks. Yeah, we would love to hold some sort of forum. Um, I'm sure at some point we had lots of plans for the last three months that have not happened. Uh, yeah. But we're hoping they will happen in September. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you guys for listening. We will see you all. We will be with you all next week. Next week. Um, and then we will hopefully have more information about how we plan on wrapping this season. Cause it's been a bit of a, a weird bumpy road these past couple months, but yeah. Um, feel free to reach out to us. If you have anything you want to share or if you want us to share anything, Mm -hmm. we have no problem like resharing using our platform to help. Yeah. And support. We'll pass you the mic. Mm -hmm. Also, I mean, I know this is probably meant more for next week episode, but people who are being silent currently on this Black Lives Matter movement, Mm. we see you. Mm -hmm. I am. I think the entire world does. The entire world sees you. I I'm specifically noticing that many companies in Toronto are releasing statements. Mm -hmm. Um, And there are companies from where we were who have not released anything. Many dancers who are being very quiet on the issue, who claim to want to better their community. And you cannot better the community if you do not accept the role black dancers have in your community and the willing that you get to work because of the black dance community. Right. Just think about where the majority of your movement comes from. Mm -hmm. That's how we're going to end this. And we're going to talk about it more next week. (laughs) Thanks for listening, everyone. Bye. (laughs)